What's happening, Reroad Nation? I'm your host, James Hoff. Thank you so much for tuning in to another sales meeting. I hope your week is off to a great start. You know, I was walking out to the mailbox the other day, grabbed my grab my mail as usual. And um, as most of you probably know at this point, I'm, I'm a big advocate and fan of uh, direct mail marketing. And I think more highly targeted and, and all that kind of stuff is just an incredible way to get business. Uh, there's other ways to do it also. I, I do plenty of other lead generation strategies, but direct mail is so big. So one of the things, as you can imagine, I enjoy doing when I go to the mailbox is I pay attention to all the garbage that comes in there. I pay attention to what, what pieces stand out and what don't. And I keep in mind how much money or energy or whatever it is that people are putting in and you know the strategies that agents use to generate business. I mean, hell, I am one, right? So always looking for for fun new uh, ways to to uh, to bring in business. And I had this, uh, I guess, a package. It was it was like a thick envelope, and it was probably about. It, it felt like a book. It felt like a small book, like a quarter inch thick book. It was probably about uh, the once I ended up opening it, the piece inside was probably about eight by ten. But about a quarter inch thick. I mean, it was, it was, it felt, you know, it's tangible. It felt serious. It was official. But I didn't know what it was. I wasn't expecting anything. I certainly hadn't ordered a book um, that was, uh, that was only a quarter inch thick anyway. <laughs> so I, um, so I opened it up and I was trying to figure out what the, he- what the heck could this possibly be? And I get to the inside and of course it's a, it's a solicitation. And I noticed it was from Amex and, and we're Amex customers. I, you know, multiple businesses and, you know, we have, we have multiple different, uh, you know, financial arrangements and lines of credit and credit cards and all kinds of stuff, right? So we get solicited quite frequently, as we probably all do. And But when I opened this up, I was like, Jesus, this is a really, I mean, I'm looking at the quality of this piece and I'm going, God damn, this is expensive. This is a, this is a piece of mail right here. And part of me was sad because I'm like, boy, this is just a lot of litter. Like this is just going to get thrown in the trash by the majority of people that get it. But the other part of me was quite impressed by how like, you know, how thick and how serious and how, how official it was. And I opened it up and, you know, we're not talking about like a cheap folder here that you could go get at an office supply store. I mean, this is like a custom piece. And I get that Amex is a big company and whatever they they probably you know only paying a penny over cost for this stuff cuz they're printing millions of them and their printer is still making a boatload but my point is it was a pretty it was a pretty well designed well built piece and it was thick and it you know it was just it looked nice it felt nice and it felt expensive so i opened it up and and sure enough inside i mean there's all kinds of brochures and you know thick card stock and all that kind of stuff right and the type of things that you and I might print a postcard on or a, or a, uh, I shouldn't say a property brochure. I mean, so many people print those out on like a regular eight and a half by 11, which is disgusting. But if you were doing like a, an actual brochure, like something that just, uh, that feels expensive, right? It was that thick cardstock you might use for, like I said, like a, like a postcard. So I'm looking at all the, the propaganda and all the stuff that they have in there. And I just, all I could think to myself was God almighty, like, these guys are really putting some dough out there. I mean, they're not sending a couple of these. I mean, they're sending millions of these out. I mean, this isn't like just a, you know, credit card companies have tens of millions. All right, Reron Nation, listen up. I'll get you back to the show in a sec, but I got to talk to you about something real fast. Whether you've heard me say this before or not, hear me now. There are two things, not one, but two things that agents need to have on their own to really control their own business and be truly independent. 
The first, you've got to be able to lead gen for yourself. And the second, you need to own your own systems. That's right. If you're deep in the weeds of whatever CRM website or tools that your brokerage provides, then you just don't truly own and control your own business. And if you don't believe me, let me tell you, you can try leaving that brokerage and see how easy it is to take it all with you. Trust me, I've been there and it sucks. But I've got great news. Here at Reroute, we've invested in building something just for you. Our new Contactical system is built on enterprise-grade software and includes everything you need in a system to run and control your real estate business. And this isn't some affiliate deal either. My business partner and I put this together and managed it ourselves. I actually had it built for my real estate business and now it's available to you. I wanna give you a 14-day free trial. Just head over to reraw.com forward slash CRM. You'd probably call it a CRM too, but really, this thing is a full-on business management system. It includes a simple CRM and an app for your phone to go with it. You've got your agent website. Actually, we give you unlimited sites, single property pages, lead gen, landing pages, funnels, all of it. It gives you the automation you need. You can leverage that for lead gen or just to set up your drip campaigns. And if you prefer more personal interaction, you can send one-off manual communications too. We include a dialer for both inbound and outbound calling, reputation management tools, personalized online schedule, and more. It's just great because Contactical has it all. It's powerful and comprehensive, which allows you to consolidate multiple services into one and really save a ton of money. And it's got more features, by the way, than you're probably going to need when you start. But here's the cool part. It's one flat price. So you can grow your business over time and not worry about spending more dough to unlock extra features. It's all already in there. Anyway, I'll get you back to the show, but first, go get your 14-day free trial. No setup fees or contracts. Just head over to reraw.com forward slash CRM. Get your free trial, invest in your freedom, and finally, take control of your business. That's reraw.com forward slash CRM. We'll see you there. ...of customers. I mean, this isn't like a small campaign for them. So I started doing a little digging because of course it struck struck my curiosity. I mean, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, I guess it makes sense. The credit card companies are probably making, you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars a year on average with people carrying high balances and all this kind of stuff. Well, I found out some interesting information and I promise this all ties into real estate, but I, I, I want to lay all this out first. So I started doing some digging and I thought to myself, well, I wonder how much on average a credit card company makes per year per customer. So on average, I found out that per year per customer, credit card companies make about 180 bucks. So then I started thinking, well, I wonder how long the average customer actually holds on to their credit card. And I'll, I'll be very candid, I was unable to find uh, information that I felt was reliable on that. So I'm gonna throw that out, but, but an interesting statistic I did find is that roughly 50%, five zero, roughly 50% of credit cards that are out there, credit card customers, only about only about 50% of them are active accounts, meaning they've had a minimum of one transaction in the last 12 months. So the bar's pretty low for what what uh, what's considered an active customer, I guess, right? But think about that. So only about only about 50% of the accounts are active. Only 50% of credit card uh, customers are uh, w- with a card are considered active, meaning they transact one time in the last 12 months minimum. So I don't know if that's a reflection of how long people hold on to a card, but if you think about only about half of them are, are are using the card anyway, I mean, 
That's pretty crazy. So how many people sign up? And then of the people that sign up for the credit card, only half of them are going to use it in that year anyway. And then, you know, so how much are you really making? So then I thought, well, that's a pretty low number. I mean, here I was thinking two, three, four, five thousand $5,000 and the credit card companies are, are uh, only making about 180 bucks on average per customer, maybe up to about 200 is what it sounded like, is, is what I read. So about 180 to $200 per year per customer on average. I mean, if you have tens of millions of customers, that adds up. But think about this for a minute. Then we got to go back, and I thought to myself, well, Jesus, I mean, I thought they were making thousands of dollars. I thought they were making thousands of dollars per customer so they could afford to spend this kind of money on these really nice marketing pieces. But what what the hell is it? I mean, like, what? how much are they actually spending to acquire a customer? So I looked that up, and I, I found a report from 2017. It said, on average, credit card companies are spending you know, on average, about $120 uh, to a, on, on their client acquisition costs. So about $120 per new account is what's spent. Which means that if the average customer makes them $180 per year and they spend $120 on client acquisition, that means, think about this, that means that credit card companies, when they're bringing on a new client, are going to make a new customer, are going to make roughly $60, on them over the course of one entire year. Now, look, I know there's there's plenty of cards with the annual fees and all that stuff, and I've read the reports. It says, you know, some credit card companies spend as much as $2,000 on their client acquisition, and those may be for, for higher-end cards and, you know, greater rewards programs and stuff like that. So I understand. Again, I'm just talking a lot of averages, and I want you to follow my logic here for a minute. Because when I when I really think about it, 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 it makes me sad to compare that to what we as, as an industry in real estate are willing to do and how how not seriously we take this business. I want to invite you to think about what you invest financially and and otherwise into your lead acquisition. What do you spend per client? What do you like per client? Not not per contact. A lot of people do this whole thing where they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I got a lead, I closed it." It only cost me 80 cents on uh, on social media to get that lead. So I, I just, I crushed it. No, that person might've had to get a thousand contacts or a thousand leads off of social media to close the one. And at 80 cents a pop, that means that they spent $800 to bring a successful close to the table. But we don't look at it like that. Or you get the people that start off in real estate and they go, well, you know, I'll spend the money, but I can't spend it until I close the deal. And it's all this backwards thinking because all I can think to myself is, well, you have to, you, you don't have to spend the money to, to get the client to be able to close the deal, but investing in the business is something that you should do if you're selling products that are hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. Our unwillingness to invest in the very thing that we're selling is incredible. I mean, think about this. If you're a credit card company and you're spending $120 to acquire a client, you're only getting a 50% markup on that. A credit card company is averaging $60, on average, $60 in profit in that first year. Now, I don't know what the attrition rate is. I, I kind of stopped looking because I was like, okay, this is interesting, and I think I can make a good point off of this. But I, I don't know what the attrition rate is for a credit card company uh, customer, but if only 50% of them are active per year anyway, right, then I can only imagine that there's a, a pretty steep fall-off rate with all the solicitations we get in the mail. You can probably imagine people can the old card, get a new card, all that kind of stuff, right? Very competitive, crazy business. And I, I, I gosh, I just can't help but think to myself, like, 
how little money so many agents are willing to put towards their lead generation in real estate. We do this thing where it's like, just you just got to hustle. You just got to pound the pavement, you know, fake it till you make it. Play the game. Play the freaking game. Now, I understand credit card companies are doing this thing by volume. I understand that credit card companies are, are playing the, the game where they need, you know, tens of thousands, tens of millions of customers, hundreds of thousands, whatever it is, tens of millions. I, I've, seen, I've seen numbers that, that reflect that, you know, some of, these, some of these companies have 40, 50 million accounts. But it's difficult for me to understand, you know, here's one, 60... 62, Amex might have 62, Chase Bank might have 83 million accounts, some of these as low as 10 million. My point is, is think about it. They're playing the volume game. So they only have to make 60 bucks on a deal, right, to get a new, a new customer. They spend $120, they make $60. $60 is all they make. It's like, oh, 180 bucks, sure, but what's their client acquisition cost? 120, cool, you look at the numbers. They're making $60 per year on average per customer. I thought they were making thousands and thousands of dollars per customer on average with how much debt there is in this country. And it, it, the, the light went on because I just was thinking to myself, my God, like here we are pissing and moaning because it, we, we're, we're unwilling or unwanting to, to invest $500 to get a client that's ultimately going to pay us $10,000. It's mind-boggling to me. So in today's sales meeting, it's such a simple message. I want you to think about what you're investing into your business, not just into your betterment and your knowledge and your education, but what are you investing into your lead generation? Now, don't put good money after bad and go pay some shitty lead generation company to, you know, to generate leads that suck or generate contacts that suck and disguise them as leads and then, you know, screw you over and whatever. I want you to really think about I want you to really think about what you're investing in your business. We sell products that can make us tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a single transaction can make us that. That's not even the size of the deals. We have people that are selling houses for $50,000 or for $50 million. Some people selling houses for $100 million. You can go sell a $4 million house and make, make hundreds of thousands of dollars are trading hands and commissions paid and expenses paid to people who helped facilitate negotiations and, and handle the transaction between agents and, and loan officers and, and escrow and title and lawyers and all, you know, it's crazy, inspectors and whatever. And here we are, the highest paid of, of most of the folks that we're working with, the team, the, the quarterback, the team captain, if you will, and we piss and mo if we in real estate, if you had to spend hundred and twenty dollars to get to get one close in real estate, I bet you the majority of people would bitch about it. Because they go, oh, I just I spend a fortune. Think about your average check that you take home. Think about your average check that you take home and assume that it costs you two thirds of that check to acquire a client. So your average check is $15,000, but you had to spend 10 grand to get that customer. Now, look, I know. Don't don't come at me and send me the emails that say, "Well, James, you're not taking into account the broker split and blah blah blah." Look, just spare me, okay? The prevailing message here is that we don't 
for some reason in this business take the investment into the business that is required seriously enough. If you want to get leads that are worth a damn, if you want to build a business that's worth a damn, you have to invest in it. Of course, you have to invest in your education. That's a conversation for another beer. Credit card companies spend $120 to make $180. $120 to make $180. That means you could spend $12,000 to make $18,000. If you had to write a check for $12,000 so that you could close an $18,000 deal or an eight, take home $18,000, would you do it? Because I would. That's still profit. But people get stuck not on the $18,000. They get stuck on the $12,000 that had to go out. Now, are there better ways, you know, can you improve your margins and can you do it? Yeah, absolutely you can. But how much are you really investing in your business and what kind of return are you getting on it? Do you know your numbers? These are things that we really got to think about. 60 freaking dollars made the difference for these companies to, to make billions of dollars. It's unbelievable. So what is it that you're spending What is it that you're spending on your marketing? What are your client acquisition costs? Where can you do better? Are you generating leads on social media and bitching and moaning about it? I see the advertisements that that, that we send out. I see the postcards that that we complain because they're 35 cents per postcard that goes out. And here I am opening an Amex deal that probably cost them $20 an envelope with the folder and all the other pieces that are in there. All right, maybe maybe $12. Let's say it costs them $12. They send that to a million people, a $12 million marketing campaign. <laughs> so they can bring in 18. Not too shabby. But here we are. We have the ability to get one client and make $18,000 on them. Not 180, 10,000, $15,000, $20,000. whatever. Think of the tens of thousands of dollars you can make off of one transaction. And I bet you on average, you're spending less money than a company that is trying to acquire clients for their credit card that only make $180 a year. Actually only making 60. They bring in 180, client acquisition 120. They're only bringing in $60 a year in profit. That is absolutely incredible to me. Absolutely incredible to me how tight how tight that margin gets and how, how quickly and tight that margin gets. Right? That's just a raw number. That's not talking over uh, other overhead costs and, you know, whatever. But I just want you to think about that for a minute. What is it that you're doing for you? And I, I don't mind. I'll kick the dead dog here. I, what is it that you are doing for your business to bring in your leads? What's your return? Are you are you ultimately spending two or three thousand dollars to close one transaction, but you're making twenty or thirty thousand dollars on it? Are you ultimately spending, you know, sending out marketing pieces? You know, so many people in real estate they go, well, all, all these agents they're like, well, I'm doing all these pieces, but you know, I'll send a thousand, I'll send a thousand pieces out, whatever it is, I'll, I'll advertise to a thousand people per month on a consistent basis. Cool. What kind of cheap advertising are you doing? We're selling a luxury item here, and we're, we're selling luxury items, a luxury product, and we're spending less money, think about it, spending less money selling a luxury product on our advertising than a company who's making $60 profit 
on one customer over a 12-month period. 12-month period, you can make $100,000 off of one person. So I want you to think about what you're putting into your marketing. And if you feel like, my gosh, James, well, how can I afford to you know, spend like what American Express is to, to market like that to 1,000 people? Well, consider the fact that maybe you're marketing to the wrong 1,000 people. Maybe you really only should be figuring out which 20, 30, 50 people within that you should be focusing on. Maybe there's only 50 people in that whole group of 1,000 that you should be, even be spending your time on, spending your money on, right? Who's most likely to turn? How, how targeted are your marketing pieces? What are your acquisition costs? Think about it. I feel like this might have been kind of a rough conversation. Um, yeah, I don't know. In evaluating myself, maybe the conversation didn't flow. But I just finished doing all this research over the last, you know, last few days because my mind started thinking about this random stuff. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I, I got to talk about this in a sales meeting. And maybe the message, if it's not clear enough to you, I, I hope that uh, it at least sparks some thought comes intriguing, helps you think a little bit about what you should or shouldn't be caring about. Puts into perspective that for the amount of money that you get out, you may not be putting enough in. And I'm not saying that you can't go out there and, and you know, this, with sweat equity, you know, blood, sweat, and tears make the money that you want to make. I'm just saying that I see so many people bitch and moan about the fact that they had to spend $5 to get a contact. Spend $5 a thousand times to get contacts. Invest $5,000 in contacts. If you can't close, if you can't close one out of a thousand contacts, then you did one of two things wrong. You either just paid for really shitty contacts or you suck and you need to find something else to do than sell houses because this is not your mix. But you invest $5,000 into, into contacts that are viable opportunities and you start closing them, and all of a sudden, a thousand contacts turns into three, four hundred thousand dollars. That five thousand doesn't seem so bad anymore. Can you imagine? Can you absolutely imagine if the numbers were different? If if Amex, for example, was only spending sixty dollars on client acquisition and making a hundred and twenty, but no, they spend a hundred and twenty so that they can so they can make 60, so they can bring in 180, but the difference between the two is $60. They spend $120 so that they can make $60 in profit. Here we are, we might spend the equivalent of a dollar to make 100. I've had as high as a 72,000% return on one of my marketing campaigns. Think about that, 72,000% return, a roughly $200 piece generating generating hundreds of thousands in return, about $150,000 return. But a $200 marketing priest bringing in $150,000 return on investment, a 72,000% return. Sure, that seems low, and it is low, but I'm sending really hyper-targeted, really specific, but I'm also willing to spend and invest in the luxury pieces for those targets. And I think this is something that we as an industry could do to lift ourselves up to a higher level is not only target better, but add more value to the pieces that we're doing. Make them feel sexier and better and, and more substantial. 
we have to start doing that in this industry if we're going to start seeing uh, better changes, if we're going to start being taken more seriously, if we're just going to be able to make it happen at a higher level. I'm not saying that you all of a sudden have to have five or $10,000 to go out and play. I'm just saying think about the quality of the pieces that you're sending out and stop thinking about this per, co- this per piece cost. Oh my gosh, this cost me $12 to send something out to one potential customer. I've got video sales letters that I send out, like video cards, like actual cards. They're very similar actually to the Amex thing they got, but instead of there being paper on the inside, it's actually a video player. And I'll spend $50 sending that out, $60 sending that out, $80 sending that out. I mean, that's the kind of stuff where I just sit there and I go, okay, I mean, Jesus. And then you get other folks that are, you know, printing their printing their quote-unquote property brochures on a normal 8.5 by 11 piece of printer paper, and it's, it's just repulsive. If we're going to be selling luxury products, we got to be luxury. It doesn't mean that you, you know, like me, I'll, I'll walk into a $10 million house in, in shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops. But when you're doing your marketing and you're trying to present yourself and you're, and you're, you need to make sure that what you're putting out there earns that respect and that, and builds rapport and helps people understand that this is a serious piece and they should take you seriously. Amex is doing it so that they can take home $60 from, from me at the end of the year. They want to try to make $60 off of me. That's, that's what they're doing. By the end of the year, they go, hey, you know what? I'll spend 120 bucks so that I can hopefully make $60 in profit off of this one dude over here. Half as much as I'm, will, as, as I'm spending on the marketing is what I'd like to make. And here we are most of the time going, shit, I got to spend more than 35 cents, 50 cents, a dollar per person? Not worth my time. Make it worth your time. Target better. Show your value. Show that you're serious. Just a thought. Listen, have a fantastic week. I am grateful for you. I am thankful for you. And um, if you have any questions, hit me up. You know where to find me, james at reraw.com. And uh, don't forget to smash the subscribe button. Share this podcast with somebody else. Pay your dues, damn it. Pay your dues. Don't be a freeloader out there. Well, be a freeloader, but pay your dues by by sharing it. How's that? The fee is you got to share us. Share reraw to uh, to one of your fellow agents, and, or or share it with an agent that you think sucks because they probably need to hear us more than anybody. So uh, share us out there. Give us a, a nice review. James at reraw.com If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, or maybe a, a question to ask or a subject you'd like to uh, to to address or for me to talk about on a future episode. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Remember something: real agents work. We'll catch you on the next one.